welcome to Paint Ed. PCA provides painting contractors with connections they need to grow their business. To find out more and to become a member, go to PCAPaintEd.org. Find more great content like this on PCA Overdrive. A subscription to the platform is included with membership. For all you non-members out there, sign up for our free trial. PCA Overdrive is available on the Apple Store and Google Play. In today's podcast, we feature an episode from Paint Ed with Torlando. In this episode, Torlando talks with Sean Hill from Nice Job. This episode is sponsored by Bayer and Federated Insurance. Welcome to Paint Ed. My name is Torlando, your ho- your host. So glad to be here today. Uh, you know, I've I've had so much fun uh, talking to so many different people. You know, around. Uh, Expo. At this point, um, Expo is over, and what a great event. Um, so many great ideas, so many things to implement in our business. And uh, the speakers that we've had, I've been having them on the show, and they are giving me so much valuable insight, and it has just been such a great pleasure. What a great way to start uh, the year. This guest that I have on today, his name is Sean Hill, he's from Nice Job, which is a reputation marketing platform. Okay, so the here, here's here's what that means. You know, you you know that you need reviews. You know that a good review goes a really long way, and you also know that a bad review uh, keeps you up at night and stresses you out and does not look that good for your company. But the power of a good review. Um, is is one of those things that's to me, I would place the the power of good reviews and and uh, and plenty of good reviews as powerful, maybe even more powerful than SEO. And I and I say that as you know, as like a website guy, like I'm you know super into super into websites. But as <laughs> when I'm thinking about service uh, trades and and the 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 journey that customers go through to get to finding who you are, um, you know, if they aren't already aware of your brand, right? If they haven't, if they haven't been following you on Facebook and Instagram and, you know, all this stuff, you know, the things that like Zach Kenny, uh, you know, pushes and promotes uh, and stuff that I promote. Uh, if they aren't already aware of your brand, if they aren't already a customer or a referral, then what are they going to do? They're going to go to Google they're going to find that little area of, of Google Maps and they're going to see a list of painters. And then what they're going to do from there is they're going to click on uh, a handful of the ones with the best reviews. They're going to read those reviews and those reviews are definitely as powerful um, as a word of mouth referral. OK, so how do we get really good at that? Because here's the deal. Uh, I was talking to Annie Newton a couple years ago. This was when she was, uh, you know, still uh, contracting before she switched into, uh, um, you know, consulting work. And I asked her, I said, Annie, what's your marketing budget? You know, and she was running a multi-million dollar organization. It was the summer. So what's your what's your marketing budget? She said, Well, so far we've spent about twelve hundred dollars on marketing. And I thought, How on earth do do you do that? Like that, that just doesn't, it didn't compute to spend that little on marketing. And what she told me was that the work that we do and the 
ability that we have to gather good reviews is really all the marketing that we need. It's a really powerful thing. So what I want to do today is I'm going to have Sean Hill on from Nice Job, and, and we're going to talk about how to how to go from, you know, the, the traditional, um, you know, review management. You know, sometimes we're like trying to just manage the good and the positive feedback with the negative. But I want to really change that mentality. And I want us to talk about how we use those reviews as a marketing tool. We're going to get into the tactics. We're going to get into the benefits. Um, it's going to be a really great show. By the way, if you want to see this show or you want to see some of the speakers from Expo, I encourage you to download PCA Overdrive where you're going to get 400 plus hours of video content. It's $5.99 a month uh, for non-members. It's free with membership if you're a PCA member. So go to PCAPaintEd.org to download that or find it in the app store and certainly become a member. Other things that you need to be aware of that the PCA is offering, of course, we've got the findapainter.org. If you are struggling to find workers or even struggling to find work, make sure that you're listed um, on findapainter.org and you're posting your job opportunities. Uh, if you are really trying to get workers, new workers, you're really trying to incentivize how they come into your business, well, I recommend offering benefits. This is a unique thing that we have at the PCA. If you go to PCAMedicalBenefits.com, you can actually put together medical health benefit plans for your team. And I'm telling you, these plans are really, really flexible. You can, you can come up with something that's very affordable so that, you know, you as a company can afford it, them as, as employees can afford it, or you can put together a really polished policy that's going to be really incentivizing so that all your people are totally taken care of health-wise. Such good things coming out of the PCA. I'm loving it. All right. Let's, uh, without further ado, let's go ahead and jump into the show. Let's welcome to Paint Ed, Mr. Sean Hill. Hey, Sean, welcome to the show. How are you doing? I'm doing great, man. Torlando, thank you so much for having me on. It's always fun to do these sort of things. And uh, from what I heard, this is a, a pretty fun show to do. So I'm excited to be in the guest chair today. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a good show, if I don't say so myself. I, it's the guest. It's not me. Yeah, and it's funny that that's how we kind of started off, right? Because it's always a little awkward to brag about yourself, uh, you know, in that regard. And yeah. so we're going to be talking about reviews today. That's almost kind of where you start. It's going to be other people get the brag for you. So my review thus far of listening to a couple episodes to prepare is it's a, it's a fun show. So everyone listening can believe that uh, because I, it's not just you saying it, it's me saying it. Oh, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. So, you know, I'm I'm no stranger to the to the review to the review train, you know, I uh, when I started my business, um, you know, it was about 2008. Um, Angie's List was a was a early. They, they were in their kind of you know early stages, and I became um, you know a, a, a customer of Angie's or user. That's that's how that's how I really just started. So I recognized immediately that the reviews were important, and getting those reviews um, wasn't too difficult because, you know, I offered a pretty decent service. However. Not a perfect person, wasn't always a perfect painter. My crew wasn't always perfect. And I remember getting that first review that was a bad review. Of course, the lady was outside of her mind, just generally speaking. That's, yeah. also, that's usually the case. It's like yeah. you, you, either get, you either get a five-star review or you get a one scorched earth, never. <laughs> yeah. yeah There's no in between. Nobody's giving out threes. Uh, so... <laughs> So it, it's a delicate balance, 
And, and I think that when you're not sure, um, you know, if you, that you, you, that you performed your a game, um, it can be a little difficult. And it, I think a lot of people and myself included at the, at the very beginning, just kind of like hoped and prayed for a good review. And it didn't really have a great system. Tell me this, why are reviews so important? And why do, why is it, uh, well, let's just start there. What, what is, what is on the line if we don't have good reviews? All right. So if you don't have good reviews, you're pretty much going into every instance of your business solo, right? You could have a team of a hundred people, right? Mm -hmm. a, a super large team. But if no one else is talking about you, about your community, if you have no social proof, it's just you. It, it's it's a us versus them, like a word of, uh, you know, word battle, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And you talk about reviews in general, why they're so important. It's also because they've been around forever. You talk about Angie's List, which is an interesting time in the, in the review space, mm -hmm. uh, is when they started to see a shift back to communal reviews. And what I mean by that is, you know, a real focus on on local reviews and a real focus on you don't just go find reviews by searching someone's website or, or looking at a sales brochure of theirs. You really mm -hmm. had the ability as a consumer to go find it within your local neighborhood and find, uh, you know, what reviews that you wanted to gather. And then as social, everyone became a broadcaster. It became that much more important. So that's mm -hmm. the end. We're going to return there in a second. But the beginning okay. is you go back to almost cave people, right? And one mm -hmm. cave person goes to grab something off a bush and another cave person goes like, uh, uh, right? Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. your first review. It's either, I hey, see. I ate that and it made me sick. You shouldn't eat that. Yeah. Or it might even be a little territorial in that sense, right? Of like, no, yeah. no, no, you know, that, that's mine. Well, then that creates a demand. Like, well, I want my own bush. And what do you know? Other cave guy happens to be uh, figuring out farming over here. And now yeah. he's a bush seller. <laughs> right, 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 right. And so it's a demand thing. And, and it's really the conversation that goes kind of piques our psychological interest and in what's interesting and what's not. You talked about, you know, the person leaves the bad review is now more than ever consumers look at reviews and try to identify themselves. So yeah. someone's like, I cannot believe they were late. They were late by two minutes, one star. Well, someone goes, look, I'm not that on time. If they were two minutes late, I'm not happy about it, but I don't think that's one star. And they're yeah. immediately going to discredit everything else in that review. And so uh, what we realized kind of from nice job and, and, you know, as we saw things sort of evolve is it's not, there's no such thing as a bad review, but bad reviews, good reviews and everything in between can help you create marketing content. So let's start with the backs. That's where everyone wants to start, right? Bad yeah. reviews are a chance for you to make a mark in the story of your business and say, this is where we learned something. This is how we improved it. Right. Yeah. So we were late. You, you, you write your review reply, you talk about that again, but then if no one sees you being late in a review for two years, yeah. the natural narrative is, huh, they learned their lesson. They're no longer yeah. late. Someone called them out. They owned it. They responded to it. They're no longer late. And for sure. And now business owners can look at all of their reviews and figure out, okay, what do we need to change? And even if it's someone that, as you said, is out of their mind and, and just completely making it up. Well, how do we present that to the public to say, you know what? We don't believe this is true, but if it was, it would shock us and we we feel terrible. We'd make changes. Yeah. So now you talked about, you know, branding at the very top of the show. Branding yeah. is something you do own. Branding is something you do control. Your reputation is not. All your reputation is, is people saying, okay, you pitched me this brand. How did you live up to it? 
Yeah. And so that's why reviews are so important is because of anything, it kind of helps solidify your brand. You can say you're the best all you want. If no one else does, are you really? And so yeah. that's why it's so important that you're collecting reviews of all sorts, because the more you end up collecting, the more it actually all becomes good reviews. The people that yeah. tend to get bad reviews are the ones where there's not a lot of social proof. There's not a lot of diversity between what people are saying about them. So someone thinks that they were, you know, almost bamboozled or they were kind of a mask was put over their face because they're like, huh, the three reviews I saw said that they're God's, you know, gift to painting. Yeah. And then I didn't think that. So I guess I need to leave something negative. So the more reviews you're collecting overall, the more you're actually going to get more good reviews than bad reviews. So if you're afraid of a bad review, reviews are important because the more you have, the less impactful those become, but then also yeah. the less likely they are to occur. I see. Yeah. I, I, a friend of mine wrote a book called Hug Your Haters. His name is Jay Bear. And uh, it's, it's, it's a really great book. And he talks about the importance of reviews and when somebody says a review to, uh, you know, how to, how to really go about um, utilizing that as an opportunity to serve and to show your professionalism. Cause, cause the reality is, you know, I mean, I, I've had reviews where, you know, like, I mean, it's painting, it's, it's an emotional thing. Um, are, you know, for some reason, the customers, especially if you're in residential, they're just so attached to their homes and, and they're, they can critique a paint job. You know, like if, if, if you're a plumber, um, you know, most of your work is hidden unless your like toilet bowl water is hot, you know, like you're going to notice that, but like, you're not really going to notice, you know, slightly off piping. Right. Yeah. But you will notice all of the little nuances of, of painting um, if it's if it's not done to the most, you know, to, to the most perfect degree. And I think homeowners tend to get really emotional about that. And this idea of being able to, you know, hug them, show them, show them love regardless, you know, take the bigger road. I what you said, what you what you really said in there um, about this idea of the customers reading that review and they're identifying who they are not yeah. based off of who that person is. That makes so much sense because it's the ones that are like several paragraphs, you know, that people that another person reads that. And it's like, well, clearly this person is, is a lunatic. Like, <laughs> but, but, how, <laughs> you know? but how it benefits you though, is that if someone reads that and is like, yeah, yeah, no, the, yeah, that's right. Well, that's probably not the customer you want. Correct. Ooh, right. That's, that's yeah. someone come in with unrealistic expectations that you're never going to be able to handle. Oh, and, man. and that's why I yeah. said like having all these uh, accounts, which is really what they are, of, of people giving you feedback. The reason that, you know, at Nice Job, we made the shift from reputation management to reputation marketing was, well, you can learn something from a review, but you can create a narrative. You can create marketing initiatives from every little bit of piece of feedback so from, mm -hmm. from the, the best review that almost sounds fake to the worst review that probably is fake. Yeah. And so that's why when we when we you know, express and we come on podcasting and we talk about it is like, look, the first thing you want to get over when it comes to reviews is fearing bad reviews, because if you're a yeah. good company, you're not going to get them right? right. They might sneak through. They'll be for arbitrary reasons, but you're, you're, it shouldn't be something that you kind of go back. And a lot of businesses because of that fear of the bad review is why they don't go out and try to collect reviews, why they don't put systems in place that, you know, automate the process or make it easy because they get caught up in the like, well, if I ask and it's not right, then they're going to tell everybody. All yeah. someone leaving a review does, and I like to kind of paint this mental picture, is think of like a brick and mortar waiting room. Mm -hmm. And as they're leaving that room, they're giving their review. 
if they're mm-hmm. happy, hey, it's great. I love it. It looks fantastic. I'm so glad I did this. Then they leave. Yeah. Or they're saying, you know, you were late. You left, a, you know, a couple rags behind and you didn't get the corners and, and, and all that. And then they leave. So the person, when you're responding to review or your actions after that person leaves are being judged and really acted upon on by the people that are still left in the room. So that's mm-hmm. what we talk about. Don't get caught up if someone storms out angrily because when they hit send and it posts to Google, they've left the door. You get the chance as a business owner to respond to the mm-hmm. review publicly. But the people that are listening it, reading it, impacted by it are in that waiting room. So if you always yeah. think about like that, of like, guess what? You can offline try to make it right. Like if someone leaves your waiting room, you can try to call them later and bring them back. But your first moment is, well, how do you make this for everyone that's coming up next? And if you right. start putting it in that mindset, then the good, the bad, people are going to look and make their own assumptions. And all you have to do is say, this is how it aligns with what we're doing, right? This is how yeah. we're going to improve. This is how we're going to get better. Or this is why, you know, when someone says something really, really good, it's even a little bit of like, and this is why we make sure that we do yeah. things this way, because we want to yeah. make sure that everyone feels like that person that just left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so how do we move from the idea of... um reputation management, which I feel is kind of passive in a way, you know, Mm -hmm. I I feel like it's well, you get them as they come in and and then you assess, like, is it a good one? Is it a bad one? Or, or there's maybe even just like a a preventative measure of like asking the customer for feedback. And then, you know, and then if they give you good feedback, send them the link to (laughs) give a review, which is what I do. Uh, you know, I'd rather have that feedback directly if it's going to be bad. If I don't know, you know, I don't want to be surprised. But how do we turn it from just, OK, this passive like we're just, you know, receiving them when we receive them to actually turning it into an actionable marketing plan? If I could go back a half second, though, because you mentioned that you'd kind of do the ask. And then if it's good, send one way, send the other. Yeah. How did, how did you start that process? Like, how did you start putting in that little buffer before actually asking? Like, um, in terms of like, why did I start doing it or how do I technically do it? Yeah. Like, well, I'll go to why, cause the, the, how, the, how could get you a little, uh, a little in trouble with the terms of service stuff. So, so the, why, why did you want to put that buffer in there first? Uh, I wanted to put it in there just because, um, well, for two reasons, one, it kind of gives me a chance to, um, interface with the client again after the fact. And, you know, I, I, I send an individual, like I don't send a, I, I don't send a scripted, you know, email on this one. I send a text message and I say, Hey, you know, checking back in, uh, seeing how that paint job went. Um, how, how was your experience? You know? And I feel like that gives them the opportunity to, well, for one, they're engaging with a real person and which I think is, is more meaningful mm-hmm. and they are, um, you know, going to, I, I believe that they'll be somewhat honest. And so far they have been. And, you know, I think it shows that I actually want to know how we can improve. So, you know, so that's, that's kind of how I started. But, you know, the, I think the why behind it is ultimately like, well, I just don't actually know how their experience was. You know, I assume that it went well. And the thing is, is that they don't always tell the painters on the job site, how they're really feeling. They usually are going to tell the person who they perceive to be the one in charge, which is usually just the one doing the estimate. That's not always the case. You know, a lot of times it's not, Uh, but they, they, they reserve like they, it's almost like they don't want to make the painters feel bad. 
mm-hmm. um, yeah, because sure. they've been working hard, but like they they're just usually more open and honest with with me. So um, that's that's really why. Like I just I just don't know. I don't want to send. I I feel I do feel a little apprehensive about blindly sending them uh, a link, not knowing, you know, what what that review is going to be. Yeah, and so this don't worry. This wasn't a, a trap card or anything like that. Uh, yeah. So that feeling is so natural and then the reason what ends up happening with reputation management you know that that sort of past sort of thing was you end up putting all these stop gaps in again as a protective thing and so mm. what you were saying is hey i send a personal text i, I kind of gauge it and i can make you know someone's like well i'm really upset about that i can now address that issue head on that mm-hmm. is not the term in my opinion of like review gating now what review gating is, is when you send that like automated email with like the one to ten and if it's mm-hmm. seven and below, that goes to a private inbox. And if it's eight and above, then we push it to we try to push you towards Google or Facebook to leave a review. Right, right. And that problem becomes and why you know it's against Google terms of terms of service, things like that, is because you're now saying to someone pretty much like, hey, tell us what you think, and we'll tell everybody, but not really. That creates yeah. more of uh, you kind of get like into the fake review realm, but realistically, it creates a bad customer experience. Right. Mm. Because I want to know if I'm telling you something, you'll take action. Now, yeah. there is a little bit of the element of kind of calling your shot of, hey, I'm going to let you leave a public review. Have at it. But yeah. I think what you do is more the lines of what we recommend is throughout the process, you should be taking the temperature. You should be kind yeah. of checking in because you're going to do two things. One, you're going to be able to open up communication if there's a problem prior. Yeah. In the middle of a job, if someone knows they have a problem, you'd rather them bring it up then. When yeah. you can address it before all said and done, perhaps even before it's too late to make a change. Right. And then also you can build in those small moments by asking for key check-ins like, hey, you know, ask at the estimate, ask when you first arrive, you know, ask after the first phone call, keep how they're doing. Because what you're also doing is you're helping them craft the narrative in their head. So yeah. if you do ask them for that public review, you kind of already discussed what's important, you know, what they should yeah. be talking about. And we found that by doing that, by diving in and almost from second one say hey just so you know at the end of this i'm going to give you an opportunity to tell the world everything that happened here mm-hmm, <laughs> by mm-hmm, doing that mm-hmm. what you're saying is you're kind of doing a little point to the fence and call your shot but what you're saying is we are a business that works with you we are a business yeah. that wants open communication we're a business that wants feedback so if you're mad halfway through we want to know so we can fix yeah. it so at the end you're not mad but if we get you all the way to the end and then you're at this that you're on the top of Mount Happiness, right? You're at the peak of yeah. excitement. We want you to tell the world because when you tell the world, that's holding us accountable, not for the next time we come back and serve you, but it holds us accountable for the next person. So you have the ability to set the expectations for the next person. When mm-hmm. you kind of craft it in a customer's mind like that, they become such a partner in it. And that's what we right. talk about, where you start to kind of work away bad reviews is now, Torlando, like you're never sending a blind review request. Yeah, you, right kept the temperature all the way through but now when you ask them at the very very end the only difference i think that happens there is now they know they're ready they're geared up practice is over time to play the game yeah and they're ready to kind of give you the best review they possibly can so i I don't think what you're doing is kind of disrupting that but when we talk about the shift from the passive management to active marketing is what you want to do is you want to start crafting these experiences so that they're able to speak the language that you'd want to see in your marketing and then once you get that review, you can take it back in. If you're using nice job, it, it pulls back into your dashboard and you can share that story out on social media, right? right. You can take that and, and break it down in the snippets and put it into ad copy. 
Um, one feature that NiceJob has, and, and it's I think it'd be impossible to do it manually, but we use machine learning to give you the topics that are included in your reviews. So mm. this is uh, you know sentiment and context, not just keyword tracking, but it'll tell you like, hey, people are talking about how knowledgeable you are. People are talking yeah. about you live up to your promise. And by doing that, you start to figure out what's actually most important to your best customers. Yeah. And think about being able to now craft your marketing to really highlight those points. Yeah. Right? I, and, I, and I really want to support this uh, because one of the things that I that I did um, at some point in my business, I, I had a, an MBA uh, intern and then later I hired, you know, one and, and they one of the first things that they did. And then this became a, a practice of mine when I, you know, when I'm consulting um, on marketing is I go to the reviews and I read them and I try to find the common threads. I pull out all the key, all the sim similar keywords and I put tally marks over the ones that are repeated. And what ends up happening is you get about, you know, three, maybe four key characteristics of your company, the things that your customer values that they just naturally see coming out of your work. And that becomes, in my opinion, the foundation for who you are as a company and how to orient your messaging. So if people are, um, you know, they're saying that you're you're really clean and that's something that they just say over and over and over again, over again, and that's like one of the top things, then absolutely what you're saying is, Let's put that on on the website, you know, yeah. a clean painting company, you know, that, you know, we will leave your job clean, you know, like those you can create promises based off of what people are seeing from you and what they really are appreciating the most. And you even can make small marketing changes if, if you're one of those people like, well, I do have a kind of a, a knack for marketing in a sense is to all being a clean painter. That could also be, hey, we're going to put photos, uh, you know, like before and after and things like that. But if any of our team is in the photo, go swap out your shirt first, right? Yeah. So I want to see the after photo in not the shirt you just worked all the way through, right? Mm -hmm. And and again, it's not oversetting this expectation that, hey, we're going to do this job and come away spotless, right? right? But it's now projecting that overall cleanliness sort of feel, right? right. It might even be, we talk about is, you know, we talk about your brand being something you own. If you've crafted a brand and you think it stands for A, B, and C, and then you look through your reviews and people are really talking about X, Y, and Z, well, how do you now make those come together? Yeah. How do you either A, get your customers to recognize A, B, and C if it's truly that important to you, but also how do you make sure that you're talking to the people that say X, Y, and Z, and you're really crafting those? And so as you start really taking ownership of what your reviews are, um, you can start spending a lot of time in it on the marketing side of it, which is why it's important to almost kind of take a step back is that's why it needs to be easy to collect because yeah. you don't want to be hustling and grinding to try just to get reviews yeah. And then try to pick through, right? And sometimes getting a review, it takes follow-ups. It takes a little dedication. It, it takes something that, you know, hopefully you can, you know, automate with something like nice job, but it, it takes this little commitment. And by getting that, you're going to get so much collateral that's going to change a lot of your business. Because we're talking about on the marketing end of it, but if someone's mm -hmm. not saying you're clean, if you notice yeah. it never comes up in any of your reviews, that's probably a systematic change you want to make. Like, why don't sure. people think we're clean? I've seen our competitors, they're sloppy. Yeah. And why, why aren't we getting that is because we're not explaining to the customer, hey, what makes us different is we do this. That is what mm. keeps this area of your home clean. Right. Or yeah. we use this particular tool that allows us to get that like clean, crisp line. Uh, I'm going to apologize, everybody. Not a painter myself. So I could be making up things that <laughs> don't resonate. What I'm saying oh, you're is, doing you're doing well. Yeah. The thing is, there could, could be something me. 
but on the exact reason, right? So it could be something that I would never recognize of, oh, wow, that like, I'm not knowledgeable on that. So it looks great, feels cool. But wow, I didn't realize that by them doing that, it made my investment in them that much more valuable because other people might not do that. Yeah. And, and, and as you look through, that's where you kind of can, you know, you're aligning your brand, you're aligning your reputation, but you're also able to make institutional fundamental changes, cultural changes, perhaps to ensure that now your customers, since they're becoming part of that partnership, mm-hmm. is going to be aware of all these things that really separate you from perhaps some of your competitors. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, I'm, I'm assuming that, um, that, that nice job makes review collection easy, but if, if I were to be DIYing this, mm-hmm. um, what, how do, how do I make that really simple? Cause I'll, I'll tell you a little, you know, a little background at, at one point, um, it just got to the point where we were doing so many jobs that I could not personally, uh, ask for reviews from it. It was just, it was just too much. So I tried uh, really hard to get my crew to, at the end of the job, um, do the, when they're doing the walkthrough, um, just ask for the review and even and even pull out their, you know, just uh, I gave them a little script, you know, which was, hey, hey, Mr. Customer, uh, you know, if we did a if we did a really great job, would you uh, or no, how would it go? It went, um, hey, uh, I'm glad that you, you know, that you loved our service and that you're happy with the job. Have you ever given a, a Google review online? And, you know, they say yes or no. And, and I say, well, uh, it's it's really easy. And in, in fact, if you if you pull out your phone, I can show you where to, um, you know, where to write a review. And and then you just leave it there. You don't want to, you know, I said, I always said, just get them to the site and then, you know, let them don't hover. Right. Yeah. Um, a lot of my painters struggled with that because they were so um, they, they became nervous about it. It was just something that was. Um, they, they felt, I don't know what it felt like if it felt too pushy or salesy or what, but, um, they, they felt really nervous about that. And I had a hard time getting my team to get actively engaged in, uh, requesting reviews. How, what's, how can we really make this a lot easier? So there, there's two avenues in a way. And the first one is you have to make it easy for your team, right? Mm-hmm. Make it as simple and painless as possible. And then for the customer, you want to make it the same exact way. Right. Mm. And so something I, I've kind of it came in my head a couple of weeks ago. I really thought about it is I don't know if you ever seen like a, a restaurant kitchen, uh, you know, as something like that is mm. everything's at like point of performance. Right. Mm-hmm. So they, they pre chop some veg and they pre chop some, you know, seasonings like that. Salts are in cups and all those sort of things. And it's because it allows them while they're working in this very chaotic sort of thing that the moment they need the salt, they take it, they turn. And what do you know? The salt's right there in front of them. They grab, they pinch, they go. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, or when they mm-hmm. need to, you know, make something and someone wants nothing of this thing, they can make that simple change. I'll have to do it. So the simpler mm-hmm. you make it for the person that's, you know, because, again, they have to cook the food correctly. They got to plate it correctly. Like, there's so much that they're focused on that these extra little things that make the dish that much better uh, is not something they can spend an extra second on. So what we mm-hmm. would recommend is at the end, whatever you're doing, you talk about, hey, have you ever looked at Google review? Let me kind of show you how is I would try to eliminate that sort of step. Right. Mm. Is how can you be like, hey, I don't know if you've ever left a review, but if you want to, we've simplified it down for you for just like one click. Right. And so mm-hmm. you have it where for the person asking is now just, hey, simple ask, leaving it, you know, uh, go to the restaurant analogy. Here's the check. You don't have to go whenever you're ready. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. and the other part is to start eliminating the language of you're not asking for reviews, you're requesting them. 
Mm-hmm. Right. Because I think when it asks, people start thinking it's a nag or it's a bank. And I'll go back to the restaurant industry again is they're brazen enough. They put tip right on your checkout bill. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No problem asking for feedback right there. And there their feedback is actually a monetary investment. All yeah. you're asking for is for them to post some words on the Internet. Right. So you start asking that, hey, it's a request. You know, you build it in as part of your culture and things like that. But ultimately, it has to be easy for your team to get that. That's why, yeah. you know, if you use a, a software like Nightshop, things like that, or if you're doing it DIY, I'd recommend is whatever you're asking your team to send over, make sure it's quick, simple, and efficient, right? Yeah. So maybe it's like, hey, you send this text at the end of the job this exact same way, or you yeah. hand them this card with the QR code, right? Oh, or you make sure like on the invoice to circle this link, yeah. you know? Then, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So then you yeah. make it for the customer, right? Yeah. So now the customer, when they go through, the one thing that everyone kind of knows is, and, and it happens in our lives more often than you think, is you go to do something and you have to do a login. Then maybe you forget the password, or maybe you kind of do these other things. And you start to rationalize, or you start to look at how much time is going to take me to do this and how much do I really want to do it. Mm-hmm, Customers mm-hmm. do want to leave you reviews. Right. Mm-hmm. They absolutely want to help support you. You've done a good job. However, they also know that they could pat you on the back or smile mm-hmm. thumbs up, mm-hmm. you know, or maybe mm-hmm. slip a guy a fiver. Yeah. Right? But now right. you're saying like, but I don't want that sort of feedback. That is right. feedback. We appreciate it. We love it. But yeah. that's not the type we want. So yeah. instead of like, hey, instead of sending that fiver, whatever, click this link and it's going to take you right to our Google page or take you right to Facebook. The problem he comes in and why is I'm going to make the push towards software is is within software, like nice job, like others, I'll be honest, you can determine, all right, they don't have a Google account, so I'm not going to send them there, right? Yeah. Just like I don't have change for a five. <laughs> yeah. So I'm not going to ask them for a monetary tip because they might only want to give me $2 and now it feels like I'm forcing them. So by yeah. having a system where for the client, you're taking out as many barriers as possible, that's what ultimately is going to lead to more reviews. So for your team, it's got to be easy. And for them, it's got to be easy because now both of them come in without feeling like they're going to have to do some really heavy lifting in the equation. Your, yeah. your painter hands over, you know, the invoice with the circle, the direct link, or they send the text that goes through, you know, an automated software. And then the customer goes, I'm happy now. Boom, I'll share it. Yeah. And by doing that, that's how you're really going to break it down. But most people don't even ask. So if your team's asking, even if they're awkward, you're already a step ahead of the game. But now let's simplify it on both sides because then it becomes a little bit of salt on a dish that makes it incredibly happy for the customer eating it. And now it's also a less barrier, a less uh, cumbersome perp, uh, task that's going to take people that have all this happy energy and corral yeah. it on where it's going to benefit you the most. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. Okay, so so we get the review, and then and then how do we take that content and turn it into uh, marketing collateral? Yeah. So imagine I said something right now that was like brilliant right like mm-hmm. we we have to take a pause because it was so brilliant things like that yeah uh this podcast people that listen to it are huge fans of it but what if someone doesn't listen to this podcast right mm-hmm. so the best thing that i'd want to do is get what back. nobody listens there are people who don't listen to pay ed <laughs> I, I apparently it happens i'm not aware of it but uh you know like, but but how do i get that sentiment elsewhere and so yeah. the big thing is by sharing it, right? And so that's the first thing I'd recommend. And especially with, I alluded off the top of the show, social media has become a broadcast platform for everybody, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's a free megaphone for your business. Mm-hmm. And now if you are on that megaphone, uh, for anyone that might be on Twitter, this is where I think it's most popular. <laughs> and mm-hmm. you're just shouting whatever you want nonstop. 
then people find a way to tune out that megaphone. Yeah. But if between that, there's other people, other voices, other, you know, uh, avenues coming in, other, uh, you know, uh, sorry, perspectives coming in, mm-hmm. then it makes that a little bit more listenable. And so that's why taking a review that's left on like your Google business profile and turning it into a tweet, turning it into a Facebook post, turning it into mm-hmm. a LinkedIn post, mm-hmm. that's not only going to give you collateral that social media loves or the content that social media loves, right? Because they want that user right. content. It's now diversifying the voices from those feeds. But now it's taking something that could help you win a customer, but you don't have to worry about where their starting point is. And right. so I like to think about it of like you getting a sales in the middle of a corn maze, but there's several entrances. You, you alluded to it earlier. Someone might say like, oh man, have you listened to, to you know, this podcast? It's really great. You should go do it. And their first thing might be to look you up on Google, but they also might go directly to Spotify. They might mm-hmm. go directly to Instagram because they're already scrolling through Instagram. Well, it's right. the same with businesses. Like, oh yeah, I think about getting this repainted. Like, oh, well, you should try so-and-so, a direct referral, right? Mm-hmm. Well, they might go and say, oh, I can't remember the exact name. Let me just look up painters near me, right? Let me just see mm-hmm. what happens there. Or maybe they do look you up directly. Or again, maybe they're on Instagram. They look you up directly there. So no matter where they're coming through, you'd love to have that glorious review available everywhere. Yeah. Right. And so the big thing is when you get reviews is start putting them, amplifying them in other places. But this is where I think something like a, an automated software really helps out is that's a lot of time consuming, right? Making sure yeah. a review comes in, trying to get it back out, timing that post out. In addition, which which we're kind of working on, uh, you know, handling a bit more now is Sometimes you have a really good long review. We talked about the paragraph ones. Mm-hmm. But on Twitter, I'm not about that life. I'm not about to read your yeah. long paragraph on Twitter. But what do you right. pull out the high impact segments, right? The high impact snippets and just share that part. Yeah. Well, that's enough to maybe get me to click through or to figure out where's this tweet coming from? Oh, this business. Now I land on your website. You know, I, the, the flies already landed on the spider web a little bit there. Yeah. So when you're collecting reviews, you want to amplify them out. That's the easiest way. But as we talked about, you find what they're about you know, key snippets, the topics, uh, you know, get the, a lot of the insights of there. That's why I'd start putting it into your marketing copy. There's a stat that's going around that it seems unbelievable, but it's been backed up a couple of times now, but it's up to 90% of customers will say they're going to trust the review more than what's in like a sales folder or coming from a salesperson. Oh, and yeah. the reason why is because they don't, there still isn't the connection because it's not really there that this customer is trying to win my business. Yeah. All they're saying is this customer sharing their story. And yes, the business is using it to try to entice me. But at the very least is it leaves this door open, which no customer ever does, which right. is like, you know what? I'm going to call Betty. I'm going to call Betty for Orlando and, and, and verify this myself. No one verifies reviews like that. So yeah. when they see reviews and ad copy and stuff like that, the fact that you're sharing that story and, and con- honestly leaving this minor door open for you to fact check it, that's why people trust it more than sales copy. And as people yeah. become smarter, especially in the digital space, that's why you want to get your reviews, have them everywhere, because then you're starting to build this network where people do want to go and fact check. Mm-hmm. They kind of catch on that. Oh, all they're doing is taking a Google review and posting it here. Like, so they just made right. sure I saw it. It's not, yeah. this isn't a copy. This isn't, this isn't a, a fake ad or anything like that. Yeah. Um, and so as we talk about the institutional changes from the marketing side of it, how do you actually implement it is don't let your reviews just sit there on a big old list. Yeah. Get them out front and featured, make them active voices as opposed to passive voices. And you'll start uh-huh. to see that, you, you know, you'll save some money because now you're using content of your are giving you. Yeah. You'll also start to see smarter, more trusting customers or leads, I should say, that you yeah. now can close into customers. 
Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. Uh, Sean, this has been a great conversation. Where do we learn more? Tell us just a little bit about Nice Job and uh, and then tell us how, how we can uh, look at it. Yeah. So, I mean, the first thing I'll start off is, is it's get.nicejob.com. You can just put in nicejob.com if you want as well. Uh, but get.nicejob.com will run you through all the products. But in short, what uh, nice job is it's reputation marketing software. So we talked about getting it reviews as we automate that process for you. So uh, including if you're working with certain CRMs or uh, other softwares, you can have an automatic trigger where you almost can set it and forget it. And mm-hmm. what it will do is at a key point, it'll start with a text message, send up to three emails over the next two weeks. If necessary, as soon as someone leaves a review, they don't get any more messages. But what these messages include is a uh, direct link That'll link to uh, review sites that allow the person when they go through to say, I want to leave it on Facebook. I want to leave it on Google. I alluded to it before. It has smart software in there that I'll say 90, 95% of the time will be able to determine if someone doesn't have a Facebook account, doesn't have a Google account. So you don't send them somewhere where they're going to get hit with a login wall that they're not going to be able to get by. So making it quick, you can leave a review in almost a couple of seconds. And then it takes those reviews, pulls it back into a beautiful dashboard where you can see the insights. We have employee leaderboards, so you can see who on your crew is actually generating the most five-star reviews, so if you're doing something performance pay or or things of that nature. Uh, And you also get uh, social sharing, so all that amplification I just talked about. We have a website product as well called Convert or Convert, anyway, it still works, uh, which is high conversion rate website. So uh, it takes visitors, makes them take an action, and kind of closes that loop, because if you're going to post brand new reviews, you can even do it in real time with uh, like Mm -hmm. the engage widget that we have. Mm-hmm. You start posting reviews on your website, you're going to build that level of trust. It's going to up your conversion rate, higher the conversion rate, the more leads you have coming in, the more business is going. And we do yeah. all of that. Uh, the review platform is $75 a month. The website's $99 a month. The reason we do it quick and affordable is because you have a lot on your plate. Uh, and we realize that by selling it at a value that matches. So, you know, a lot of people don't want to pay hundreds and hundreds of dollars, this sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But by getting it there, it gives you something that's actually going to scale. And I'll just tell you, I'll pull the curtain back. From our side, once we're a part of your ecosystem, we work so hard to kind of keep you. You know, we have a great support staff, great, you know, uh, mm, uh, mm. team across the board there. But the reason we do it is as a company, our goal is to try to grow this customer driven growth and try to really expand that. So we're working on kind of different products and stuff like that. But ultimately, it's helping great businesses get the reputation they deserve and cut through the loud noise out there. So get.nicejob.com. Uh, if you like the sound of my voice, also have a podcast as well, the Nice Job Podcast. If you want to look that up, um, yeah. we talk about a lot of things other than reviews, um, but it's really kind of drives home of what we're trying to do at Nice Job is is kind of help be the the tide that rises all boats. If I got that quote correctly, so get that sure. nicejob.com. Uh, we'd love for you to stop by and just kind of check us out or connect with us in any sort of way. We'd love to just chat some business and uh, and help you be a better business owner. Awesome. Thank you, Sean. I, I appreciate you being on. And uh, yeah, go definitely go check out his uh, his session at Expo. All right, there you have it, folks. Sean Hill with Nice Job. Uh, great conversation about review uh, getting and uh, turning that into marketing collateral. Um, I definitely affirm and agree with with these points. I got a couple of good snippets in there about how to how to collect reviews. Um, and then I'm, I'm already just thinking about, oh gosh, yeah, I just got to take, you know, I got to take these reviews that I have over here and then, and then turn that into something on, on Facebook or Instagram or something like that. So really great conversation. Really glad that, uh, that I had him on, um, episodes, uh, of, of paint ed, uh, you can get them PCA overdrive. Um, if you want to watch the video, of course, 
the audio is always available on SoundCloud and I, Apple uh, Podcasts, Google Play Store, Spotify, all those all those spots. Um, definitely download those episodes um, in, in the past there. And by the way, we have a Facebook group. Uh, it's the Pain Ed. It's the Pain Ed group, and there is an active conversation going on there all the time. Um, we are covering topics like, uh, you know, what's going on in the field. You know, we actually are allowed to talk about paint in the, in the paint ed group. Um, we talk about business. We talk about growing your team, finding people. Uh, there are even people who will say, Hey, uh, I got a lead for somebody in Albuquerque. Okay. So it's a great community to be a part of. And what I love about that group is, is, is that is the fact that, you know, you go to the expo, you meet the people, you, you establish these relationships, and then you get to keep the conversation going throughout the year in the group. So go to Facebook and join uh, the, the Painted Group. Um, that's the show, everybody. So glad that you are um, listening today. Uh, make sure that you tune in next week. Uh, thank you for listening to Painted Podcasts are produced by the Painting Contractors Association and is made possible by members and industry partners. To find out more about upcoming education opportunities or for more information about joining PCA, visit PCAPaintEd.org.